to the newest episode of the Dagger Sports Podcast. Is this our fourth? It is. Yeah. This is our fourth episode. Yeah. So we're glad to have everybody back. Hopefully, (laughs) you all were able to uh, listen to our third episode talking about the draft. Um, Thought we did a. He he did an okay job. You know, he could have done better, (laughs) but you know, there's some stuff that that he. I, I don't know. Feel like I don't think kinda, anybody could have picked that draft, though. Feel like we was kind of average, but we're not going to pick on him too much. But today, I think you know we're we're going to obviously we're going to talk about just kind of recap with the draft and um, what happened with Will Levis, biggest steals. Um, you know, talk about Lamar. Then I think we're going to try and squeeze some college football and NBA, and uh, you know, just kind of go from there, guys. How we doing this week? I mean, let's let's give Bush a round of applause being able to count to four. You know, that was <laughs> <laughs> that was okay. That's, that's okay. why they let me do this intro. I can't do the next one. That's number what's that right. four? <laughs> let me just tell you something. I'm watching the draft four. right now and a tight end was taken off the board and it was not Darnell. At some point Wow. At some point I don't wanna, you know, play the, the card, but Oh my god! <laughs> All these white scrubs are getting taken away from Darnell. Collusion. It is. <laughs> he is LeBron and shoulder pads. I like. What? What more do you want? I don't get it. I don't get it. That's how my night's been. You know. <laughs> Things going all right. Can't complain. Can't complain. Yeah, we recorded on right Friday, so. You know, it's Friday. It's the weekend. So let's, the uh, right. let's nope. get it. We're going to go watch. Uh, we still plan on going to see the spring game tomorrow? Oh, yeah. For uh, sure. Good deal. So we got that to look forward to. Yeah, EKU spring game is tomorrow for our you listeners. Nice. So we're going to go check them out and see how the uh, the alumni is going to be looking this coming season. Yep, the roll Kearns. Roll Kearns. Uh, yeah, for all the seven EKU fans out there, we'll, okay. we'll keep you up. <laughs> Let's take it easy. We'll keep you guys updated how they're doing. More fans than the University of Cumberland. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No, 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 I'm no. just saying. No. I'm just making a statement. There's... Weaver, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Everybody, no, no. everybody just calm down. Weaver, you shut up. Ty, you shut up. Y'all, <laughs> y'all ragging on both my teams, all right? Yeah, he knows all of. Hey, don't forget Let's... about the more. I love stadium. you, Weaver. Okay, no, we're we're not. Hashtag one bit team, go Patriots. <laughs> do the Eagles? Does Morehead have a football team? Yeah. No, they don't. No, they don't. Not anymore, do they? Yeah, they do. Oh. Didn't Phil Sims come from Morehead? Yes, he did. So, hey, there you go. There I could have sworn it's one yeah. of the other schools that don't have one. I thought it was Morehead. No, oh, they're, so they're not D one though. Morehead has a football team. It's but... not D one though, right? I don't know if it's D one or not, but I know I it's, it's not. It's not. There's no they way they don't give scholarships for football. Oh yeah, then they're not D one. Yeah, I don't think if they don't we give scholarships, I could be wrong though. So we can try out for more heads football team. Is what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, if you want. Okay, real quick, real quick, <laughs> real quick, hypothetically. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about this. Rent. What position would we play if we all tried out? Oh, I'm quarterback. For sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. We've we've quarterback. I, I wanted that spot. 
No, you. He, I'll be a wide out though. I'll be a wide out. He ties Darnell. <laughs> ties our Darnell. Oh, okay, so ties tight end. So would I be wide receiver? Why can't I be a wide out? You be a tight end. Darnell is like a wide receiver. He's just yeah. big. Yeah, but <laughs> I want to be a wide out. I want to okay. be close to the sidelines. Because Ty wants to be a slot receiver. We'll... Yes, <laughs> well, you're, you're exactly it, right. Listen, listen, it makes more sense. I'm taller than Ty, so I can be Darnell. There I can you be go. Cut, so, and I'll be a I'm slot. I'm anxious to hear what you all think my position would be. Kicker. <laughs> Kicker? Okay. <laughs> I, can, I can deal with that. Hey, no, he I, can would see, be... I can see you in the backfield. I feel like Brandon could be a very strong nose tackle cornerback. Okay. Like, I feel like, you know what I mean? Quarterback or safety, like you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I feel like you I feel like you could uh have some have quite a few uh pass deflections at, by the end of the year. I feel like you could try right. good pretty good zone coverage. So all I'm saying is all I'm saying is you better send extra help on my side. That's right. One one on one ain't gonna work. I'll be quite Sauce honest. I, I don't head state. So it doesn't Next matter. Year. You say you don't. What do you say? I, I don't miss. I don't. My no. dog. Well, finally, I knew. I knew we I'm always had a to, connection. I'm gonna have to put on some weight. I'm sitting at about 200. So now he Ooh. just compared himself to Darnell Washington. Well, I mean, listen, I got, listen <laughs> it's spring. It's off season. We got plenty of time. I'm gonna get about what ten hot dogs at this tomorrow. I'll get some popcorn. I'm gonna be. Matter of fact, I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna go hit the weights as soon as this pod's over. If you grew three more inches and gained seventy more pounds, <laughs> then you would be Darnell. Darnell is a hoss. So, but you know, I think we would have the dream team. Um, you know, we could be. We're the best there ever was. Honestly, you know, right? Just we're talented. We're great. Uh, you can tell by our our voices that we are just absolute <laughs> units on this podcast. So, oh, for you know. We, oh, yeah, we got to all get a picture together for the uh, for the Instagram and Twitter. We got to do that. I will post the picture of myself if we have 300 billion listeners on this episode. <laughs> okay. well, we're, one, we're one listener short, so <laughs> please share with your friends. Somebody text Dane and tell him to listen to the pods. We can get up to three. <laughs> we got to have to listen. Yeah. Um, all right. So, all right. Now that we yeah, let's get to away, some content. Let, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's go through. Let's do draft recap. All right. We'll do we'll do first round since second and third's going on right now. We can talk about that later. We'll talk about the first round. Yeah. All right. So my uh, first impression. Yeah. I don't think anybody it. knew what was going on. Like I was so shocked about. I was shocked about um, after the first two picks. I was like, "Okay, this makes sense." But after that, I was like, "I don't know yeah. what's going." On. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that was had, my thing. Like, well, you had running backs getting a running back getting taken early, which you usually don't see too often, and tight ends. And yeah, I was like, "Oh my, what is going on?" I, 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 I would I, say it was very unpredictable for sure. I couldn't, and I'm not going to get into the Will Levis. We'll do that a little bit later after we go through the the, the first round because that's that's obviously a tender subject for me. <laughs> um, Weave, I want to ask you because I know you know Weave and I watched the draft last night um, at a buddy of our house, and uh, 
I want to ask you, we talked about it a little bit last night, but what do you think about the Falcons drafting Bijan Robinson? Because I know, I mean, you talked about this earlier. I mean, obviously he's the best running back in the draft. Yeah. But, you know, I was I was reading today, um, the, the Falcons, they um, – they had three running backs um, ranking the top twenty in efficiency um, last year, and their the rookie uh, Tyler um, Algier he uh, he broke Atlanta's rookie rushing record. So like they don't they weren't necessarily needing a running back, but it's kind of one of those things. Like I don't what was the I, I'll let you talk here in a second. We but what was the you mentioned it. What was it? Having a, putting a Mercedes in a trailer park? Like, <laughs> is, is that what you said? Yeah. So, getting a player like Bijan Robinson for a team like the Falcons at this point of them having you know bukus of issues that they need to fix, it would be like. And I'm not like for the love of God, I'm not saying if you live in a trailer park, like it's bad. But like, think of like a rundown house, right? That needs like their pipes fixed, the foundation needs to be worked on, there's a hole in the roof, but then you buy a Porsche, right? <laughs> right. That like priorities the, are messed up. Right, your priorities are a little messed up, and that's what the Falcons did. <laughs> you so know, what do you think I, they should have taken? Uh, well, the fact that we, our defense has been, uh, you know, as the kids say, cheeks for the last, you know, <laughs> six years, I think at that point, the best, you know, in a lot of people's draft board, the number one player as far as football goes was Jalen Carter. You know, somebody the Falcons probably watched several times. I mean, he played in that stadium, Mercedes yeah. Stadium, a couple times, you know, because we were all in you know, Georgia was always in contention of, you know, winning the last couple of years. And they said, you know what? We're going to go running back. And. <laughs> And part of it, I'm going to blame the Lions on this because the Lions drafted a running back. Oh, they, they traded, whole, they traded down to get Gibbs, who I think will be a good running back. But in an alternate world somewhere, universe, you know, multiverse theory, whatever, <laughs> Detroit drafts Robinson and the Falcons get uh, Carter. And that version of Weaver is very happy, so <laughs> kudos to him, you know. But it, it, it just didn't make sense. sense. No. It didn't make sense, though, like you said, with the because the the Lions could have gotten Robinson. So yeah, they must have mm-hmm. really they must have really loved Gibbs. I mean, like I think Gibbs is a good player. Like I'm not, but I mean, if you gave me the choice between him or Robinson, I mean, I'm picking Robinson every day of the week and twice on Sunday because Robinson's yeah. ready right now. Right, well, you know. Well, but. I just I don't know. Like I would have been obviously with him, Carter being there for the pick, like get Carter. But like if they would have got like a defensive player in general, I'm like it makes sense, you know. Or it maybe I don't know if you take a receiver that high. Maybe you do if they got another skill position besides running back. I'm like maybe that make that makes sense because we got big receivers and tight ends, but we don't really have like that. I don't know, deep ball threat, I guess. <sighs> Falcons right, going right. to do what Falcons going to do. So, you know, 
I'm one more Georgia player away from going to the Eagles to being a Philadelphia fan, so uh-huh. we'll, we'll see how this goes. This <laughs> round two and three, or round three right now. So, well, I tell you what, my like biggest surprise for the draft was was the Colts taking Anthony Richardson. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy about that though, like because. You know, with Will Levis having to wait, you know, 40 days and 40 nights before he got his name called. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, uh, they were talking about, uh, you know, how he has a lot to work on. I'm like, did they not watch? They they only watched Richardson during the Utah game. And after that, they was like, uh, that's he didn't play that's, anymore. That's all we saw. You that's know. honestly what it feels like. It feels like nobody remembers all of the other games of the season and they just remember the Utah game. Yep, they don't remember the other 12 games that he played in. <laughs> Where he I'm played saying, like duty. Have you, all, have you all looked? I mean, I you know, I'm sure if you get on Indeed right now, there's got to be a job opening for the Indianapolis Colts uh, <laughs> organization because somebody is going to get fired. It may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, but <laughs> within a year or so, somebody's getting the boot for making a stupid, stupid decision. And, all right, Britt. You brought it up, Brendan, so I'm going to use my 10 minutes now. Okay. I, and then, and, and then I'll let you talk. I just, okay. this has been boiling. I, Weaver will tell you, I mean, I was not happy yesterday at all. I mean, I just, <laughs> I do not understand the the hype around Richardson. I, I just, I mean, the guy can run like a gazelle. I get it, but he could not throw a football into the ocean. And... You know, you look at in – so if we're going to compare him and Levis, you look at his completion percentage this year. So he – and first off, he threw uh, like a lot more than Levis this year, surprisingly. His completion percentage was like 53% this year. So like his accuracy – you know, people want to rag on Levis for his accuracy. You know, I mean, Richardson – his accuracy is just in the crapper as well. Through 17 touchdowns and 90 interceptions. Now, he's obviously got legs. Like I said, I mean, the guy ran for like, I'd say, about 700 yards this year. It looks like about nine touchdowns. But what I don't – what just irks me is people don't understand. I don't care – if you take Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, or Anthony Richardson, and you put them – lining up under center behind the just absolute dumpster fire that we called an offensive line last year at Kentucky, none of them would succeed. First off, not only would all three of them not succeed, Bryce Young would be dead first game. He would have been sacked three or four times within the first quarter. He'd have been done as little as he was. So, go so on, but, but, like, you know, with, with Levis, like – my so my thing with him, you know, obviously everybody wants to talk about his arm strength, but you know you got to look at w- like his throws too. Look at the velocity that he puts on his throws and the timing. Now, obviously, he does make bad decisions. His accuracy is questionable at times, and he makes really stupid decisions sometimes. Like I, I, I get it, but you know, I, I think it was either Mississippi State or Ole Miss, but he threw. A pass, a touchdown pass. It was, 
he was backpedaling off of his back right heel, and it was over his left shoulder. And I think he threw it. I think it was Chris Lewis, um, one of the wide receivers for Kentucky, over right in his bread basket. Um, and it was about, I'd say, about 30 yards out. Um, and there's plenty of other throws like that, too. I'll see you all the video, the, the clip. I found it the other day looking for it. But, um, you know, and he had to make throws like that because of how bad the line was. I mean, he had to be mobile all the time. But, you know, because of that, I always thought he was pretty comfortable throwing from different angles on the field. You know, did that lead to a lot of picks? Yeah, it did. And a lot of, you know, some of them were, you know, the receiver's fault. But other times, like, it was Levis's fault, you know. And, you know, I've never seen Richardson make a throw like that, having to adapt and make that off-balance throw like that. And if he did – it was either an incompletion or it was a pick six or a pick, you know, and he, you know, I know he doesn't have the legs, the speed that Richardson does, but he's got so much burst off that quick first step. And he's just, especially in the open field. And he's just shown so much like his agility. I think, especially when he's running those single cuts um, with heavy pressure, from that weak side D, I'm sorry, Ty, but look at the Louisville game two years ago. Hmm. You know, and I just – I don't understand how you can look at that and not think that that guy is not ready. And that's not even mentioning, you know, the tackles that he breaks in open field too. I mean, the guy's built like a Greek god. You know, that – you know, his massive frame, the athleticism. And, you know, just look at the mechanics of both of them when they throw the ball. When Levis throws, his shoulders are always level – on his release, and whenever he's off balance, he's able to manipulate that if need be. Now, like I said, his accuracy is off, especially with those midfield throws. But as far as mechanics go, he's on point. But I do think, I mean, like, you know, with his cons with with Levis, you know, I think his field vision is a big problem. Honestly, I think that's a bigger problem than his accuracy. I I think that he just, his decision-making and his field vision. Um, But you know, and and been able to gauge the power on his throws. I mean, the guy thinks that he has to throw it 300 miles an hour every pass, and it just you know, and you don't obviously you, you don't have to, and you don't need to, and you shouldn't do that every time. But that's just that's my spiel, Brendan. I'm sorry, I just had to. Oh no, that's well, you do something that. So I mean, basically, well, you you think Will Levis is better than Richardson? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, listen. <laughs> I think. Are you saying you think he's better now, or he'll have a better? I think career? he's better now, and I think he will be better. Period. I, and I'll die on that hill. I, I mean, I do not. Other than running, I don't see. <laughs> I, I just don't get it with Richardson. I don't understand it. I don't. I, I do. I think he's better right now, and I think that he's now. If I had to like rank the quarterbacks, I'd go Stroud first. I think he's the best quarterback in the draft, and then I'd probably go. I'd probably go – I know we were talking. I'm not super high on Bryce Young. I'd probably go right now. I like Levis. I think Levis will have a better career than Bryce Young. But right now, I'd go Stroud. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then I'd, go, <laughs> then I'd go Levis, and then I'd go Richardson. If you're talking about the main four. Oh, man. That, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh my God. Listen, 
let's just all calm down now, okay? <laughs> let's all breathe. And that's not too crazy. I, I had Stroud and Bryce Young at one and two. Come on now. I mean, but you just said you, you yeah, you just, said, well, you just yeah, you just, you just said what? It. You just said you just changed it. You said Will Levis over Bryce. No, I, I I said Stroud first, then Bryce Young. Or did, yeah, did I say? Did I say yeah. Levis? No, no, no. What you I, said Levis has number. You said rewind. Levis too. Rewind just a second okay, ago. No, no, no. no. <laughs> what I'm what I meant to say was I think Levis is going to be. I think I just got my words mixed up. I think Bryce Young is second right now. Like if we're just going off to you know draft. Okay, right now, okay. That's what. That's why we all got kind of. Yeah, because you was like then, you picked Levis, Levis as second as the third best quarterback. But I'm saying I I think that when it's all said and done, I think that Levis will have a better career than Bryce Young. But right now, just off picking, like I'd go Stroud first, Young, then Levis, then Richardson. Let's. That, we, that's we what gotta, I'm saying. We got to apologize uh, for Tyler. He has one brain cell and it's fighting for second place. <laughs> I'm, Come just, on now, I'm just joking. I'm just fucking. Well, I'll say this, and this is kind of building off what Tyler was saying about Levis. You know, I think the whole situation with him falling in the draft and, you know, nobody taking him in the first round, I think it is very indicative of where sports as a whole is standing right now because we've gotten to the point where now. You know, the media creates these narratives about players and, you know, it culminates through people online. And now, I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's affecting the decisions that general managers make. Like, you know, to me, like there was there was no doubt that Levis should have went in the first round. You know, I thought he should have went in the top ten. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, but I, I can understand – if he if he didn't, you know, I wouldn't agree with it, but you know, I could I could understand that. But for him to not go in the first round is just ludicrous to me. You know, well, let, he, I mean, let me and people don't understand, oh. like, you know, the NFL they draft based on potential. They don't always draft based on, um, you know, current talent. Or current skill set, or whatever you know, they base on they draft based on potential. You know, the NBA does it too. Most leagues draft based on potential. You know, to me, Levis's potential is just through the roof. He's got the perfect build. You know, he's got a decent set of legs. You know, we know he can run. You know, we know that he's got a very strong arm, and you know, maybe his accuracy is, you know, kind of so-so, but you know. That's something that can be easily fixed. You know, that's just something that comes with practice and development through your team. So, to me, you know, him not going in the first round just kind of shows us where we're at in sports where these these narratives, they keep getting built up by the media or by people on the internet or wherever, and they are now – clouding the judgment of the executives that that run leagues like the NFL. Let's let's well let's be I don't know. I mean I, I think the media may have some point as far as like maybe skewing some scouts and stuff, but when you look at the draft and how everything kind of fell, once Levis was not picked probably within the first seven 
picks. I mean, after that, there was a lot of teams that didn't need a quarterback. You could say mm. the Vikings and the Commanders were, you know, two potentially looking for a QB. I mean, Commanders, I don't know what they're doing with their lives. But, like, Vikings possibly down the road. You got Kirk Cousins. Like, how much are you going to tolerate, you know, being okay but not great at that position? So, I mean, it. it once, once the Colts made their decision, I think it. I think if even if the role the roles were reversed, and Levis would have would would have been drafted by the Colts, I think Richardson would have had that same issue. Which was, you think? Yeah, because I mean, it just. I mean, I mean, the later you get in the rounds, it's typically with teams that kind of already have a QB. Yeah, and so I, I think. Um, Obviously, when he got to 31, the Chiefs are there. We already knew, like, well, he's not going to that team. But I think that's a fair point, Weave. But, you know, that also means, like, to those teams who's probably still near QB, like, they really wanted him. You know, why didn't they draft up to get him? But I thought the Titans at, what, what was it, 11 or 12, somewhere around there, I thought that was a thing. Yeah. But now you can look at the Titans and it's like, hey, we didn't get them there. You know, we got them for a better value. They just drafted right. a running back um, um, just a little bit ago. So, I mean, and he actually has a guard and, or a, an offensive lineman who a lot of people thought the guy from Northwestern was the best offensive lineman in the draft. So, Levis is going to have protection now. So, that's he doesn't cool. know what to do. Yeah, he's going to have all the time in the world. <laughs> just a... And I'll, I'll say this about Levis, and then we can move on to other topics if you all want. The NFL has created a villain. We are witnessing the Will Levis villain arc, and he is about to prove to everybody why he should have went in the top ten. Well, the real quarterback has yet to be drafted, so hmm. the real, the real Tom Brady. Esque, <laughs> it will has yet to be drafted. So, we'll, we'll we'll wait. You know when that happens. You know, I'm not gonna say his name, but you know, to the guys that were drafted, including you know, Levis and Booker, that, that you know, and some other players in next year's draft. He is a total twelve and one. So, we <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> Just had to get that. Kyle, let's get your let's get your thoughts on it. We've all. We've all went around and talked what we thought about the draft so far. Uh, I can kind of see what Brendan was saying about the media kind of skewing uh, the results. The only thing with that, I think the media definitely has like skewed the outside like people like us. I think it skewed our views, but at the end of the day, I think these GMs are professionals and they don't really – I don't know how much they're looking into, you know, Twitter kind of like we are. And I think that's probably why a lot of us kind of got uh, like a little upset and shocked because, you know, they they know a lot more than we do. But I don't know. I definitely think uh, we are definitely in a time where media and social media definitely plays a role in sports. Right. But I don't know, man. I think overall, man, I think it was just a crazy draft. I mean, I, I really don't even have any. It's any not even thoughts. over yet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, th- I just – I think it was crazy. And I, I don't know. Do y'all think Will's going to come in and start right over Ryan Tannehill? I don't think he'll start right away. I think 
you know, I know we kind of talked before we started the pod. Um, it, it's a good fit for him. I think, you know, they, uh, they kind of have that real run heavy play action scheme. So it's fairly similar to, you know, how Lee ran. ran that first, that first year. But, um, yeah. you know, I think he'll kind of probably sit around a little bit just cause, you know, Ryan Tannehill ain't getting any younger. Um, he's on his 12th season and he's, uh, he's 35. So clock's ticking a little bit on him. Um, yeah. but I, I think, I think that he'll probably sit this first year if I had to guess, um, you know, but I, I'll say this. I mean, he, he definitely, definitely has an op like a, a better opportunity here than other places where he would have set to potentially play this year. But I, I mean, if I had to put money on, I'd say he'll probably set this year, which I'm fine with that, you know, giving time to kind of, you know, learn the offense. Um, I'd like to see him play this year, but you know, I just I think it'll take a little bit of time. You know, it's a new they got a new uh, offensive coordinator. I think don't they weave? Oh, uh, for Titans. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I thought that's what they were talking about. I mean, I don't. Uh, know they. I mean, I mean, you have Mike Vrabel as a head coach. I mean, they're going to be always a well coached team. And right. you know, if you're if your issues with Levis was well, he's cocky. And he has an ego, and there's some maybe maturity issues. Well, he ended up on a pretty good uh, team because Mike Variable is, you know, a player's coach. He's a great leader. Um, you know, he's learned from the best, you know, of, as far as leadership goes from when he played for the New England pa- uh, Patriots and was under Bill Belichick. And he watched, you know, Tom Brady lead that team. So, you know, if those are the concerns you have with Will Levis, I think. Rabel will get everything fixed, and and I feel like they have like somebody that's actually dynamic now at the position, and not just Brian Tannehill. So, right. <laughs> well, since we're talking about Levis too, I mean, should we bring up? I like, did he have like four different girlfriends at the <laughs> draft last night? I, <laughs> I mean, every time I, they put the camera on him, there. Okay, so there was one girl who I thought was his sister. and But then you fast forward to about the 24th pick, and they showed the camera to him, and she was sitting awful close. So I don't, I don't know. With every team that passed on off on the Levis, Levis gained another woman. So, like, <laughs> so who's the real you know, winner and loser of this year's draft? You know, So I don't know. I'm pretty sure those, those girls were – his sister, and then the last one we saw, like pick thirty one, that came out of nowhere. It was like, yeah, I don't know where she was the whole time. I, yeah. She might have been talking to Bryce Young. I don't know where she was. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now <laughs> he was. She was like, "Hey, you're number one on the field, and you're number one in my heart." So, <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, it was it was kind of weird. <laughs> so, but you know, right. well. I mean, to me, like, you know, this draft has been pretty pretty crazy. It's been, you know, a lot of – I won't say random picks, but it's been a lot of surprise picks. Yeah. Um, but um, with that, we also got some news today. Lamar signs with the Ravens. So, Tyler, you were the only one of us that believed that Lamar would stay with the Ravens. No, I thought he would stay too. 
Oh, you thought he was gonna stay? I thought yeah. yeah you thought just me and Ty. Yeah. I always thought, always thought like after the dust settled, I just always thought he would be back in purple. Like I thought it would be interesting to see like what other teams would potentially like, try to reach out to him. But yeah, at the end of the day, I thought you know that he would just be back in Baltimore. I didn't know if he would play. Like I didn't know if he would set out on that tag or if he would get a contract. But I just knew he would be back in Baltimore one way or another. Well, Jalen Hurts was the highest paid player for about ten seconds, like nine days, I think. Yeah, yeah, but no, I'm glad. I mean, I'm I'm glad for Ty because he doesn't have to completely change his whole wardrobe. Oh God, that made my know. day. And <laughs> I randomly had on my Raven stuff that day, and Son. it and it dropped that he uh, he got that big boy extension, and it just made my whole day. Yeah, he did get his money. He got oh. what he wanted. He got his money. You sure did. Not even just the money. I was just glad. I mean, yeah, I'm glad he got his money, but I'm just glad that he's staying in Baltimore. I was just happy about that. I was ecstatic. You don't have to buy all new gear, depending what team he went to. Oh, that's true. But I, I was gonna follow him. But I'm just, I'm just so glad he stayed, dog. I was like, I probably shouldn't be this happy over an athlete, but uh, I was. Nah, right. In short, in short, Lamar got his bag, and Ty saved some money. And Ty yes, was a did. happy camper. Yes, yep. he did. That's yeah. You know, it's just another reason why I think the universe is out to get me because there was one <laughs> team down south that I'm like, you would look. Last time we had a pretty uh, fun team, you know, when we had a mobile, you know, mobile quarterback, you know, in the dome. It was pretty fun. I just thought, you know, we could have had another version of that, but, you know, whatever. Whatever, Lamar. <laughs> Stay with the Ravens. <laughs> Me and Ty could have bonded over Falcons games when we lost. That would have been, yeah. We could, <laughs> we could have uh, shared our sorrow. Um, and well, Brandon, what do you think? Because you're, you know, you're a big Bengals guy. What, what are you thinking about the Bengals? I don't even know who all, who all they draft. They got Miles they, Murphy. Miles Murphy. It don't matter who they got because they got Joe Burr. Joe, Joe Shiesty, baby. <laughs> Joe Shiesty. Joe Burr. I was sad that they weren't able to get uh, Kincaid. You know, I, I was really hoping we would get a tight end to replace uh, Hurst. But um, good I'm, Darnell, he's still there. I'm happy with the Miles Murphy pick. He seems like he's going to be a really good uh, defensive piece for us, and we we do need some defensive pieces. A lot of our guys guys have left. You need another corner so you can tell Eli Apple to hit the freaking road. <laughs> oh my god, that's. that's that's for another podcast. I can go on and on about Eli Apple. I'm not going to today because I got to save my ten minutes for the Bucks later. Um, One bad apple spoils I don't think the bunch. Eli Apple. <laughs> I don't think Eli Apple could cover the great Doctor Brian Bush. I really don't. <laughs> he just gave him that quick little, quick little shimmy to the left. You know, cut oh, yeah. right up the line. You know what I mean? And plus, Dad's got that extra zip to him too, because he's got the Lord on his side, you know. So he does. He does have the Lord on his side. <laughs> oh man! Um, right, guys, with that, this is a big day for the podcast because for the first time ever, we're going to get into some college football. Hey, let's. We need. Yeah, we need to. We need to get hype in here. Okay, we need to get hype. I love me some. We all love some college football. 
especially being the best time of the year. Yes, sir. You can't live in the South and not love college football. Honestly, greatest time of my life. It's the worst time for my wife's life (laughs) 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 because Saturday is for the great UGA. You know, she's going to hear this podcast too, and she's gonna. We're going to have a talking about it. I already know it. So, <laughs> so I think right now the biggest story in college football, what in the world is going on with Colorado? He brought his own luggage in his yeah, Louis. He, he did. And <laughs> yeah. Versace. Hi, what's, what's the number up to now of guys that have transferred? 50? I was about to say, 50? I know it's at least 30 plus. I it's a, it's 50. With. It's around 50, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about that. But he's bringing in a whole bunch of guys, though. No, I'm going to tell you what it is. It is with NIL, with all this, people got PR teams now in college, all this crazy stuff. I guarantee they went to Colorado because Colorado, their spring game was was pretty pretty highly televised for a spring game. Oh, for sure. And these guys went out. They performed. It was fun. The atmosphere was great. And they had their tape. They sent it off to other teams, and they said deuces. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, they and I, you know, I mean now anymore. And I think I think Deion Sanders will have. He will be great for Colorado. He'll have a great uh, culture there. Um, I mean, he's going to be tough. He's going to be strict. You know, ain't nobody going to have a bigger ego than him. I mean, he's going to lead and all that, but. It really is with NIL and this transfer portal. It's a me, not we mentality. So, you're but you really, do, but you don't think that some of these kids are transferring just because he's bringing in better talent? Yeah, absolutely. Because they ain't gonna okay. Play. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I thought you was just making the point like it was just like NIL, NIL stuff. Well, I mean, I, I feel like there was a part of it like you know they stuck around for the spring game because everybody was like, if they were leaving, why didn't they leave sooner? That makes sense. Yeah, the perform. Have some tape and say, "Hey, this is what I can do," and kind of like an audition. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Them leaving after the spring game. I I think the worst part about with all this, like, did y'all see that? I think he was tied in for Colorado and got on Twitter and was like, pretty much saying, "Like, yeah, like he couldn't get his tape." Love to show y'all film, but. But uh, my coach won't let me send any of the film to. I wonder how you know what I mean. Like how true that is, though. Yeah, I don't. I mean, can you do that? I don't know. I don't think so. Because it's like I I don't think so. I think it's got to be something. Because I think the players like, like you should kind of be in charge. I mean, I'm not a D1 athlete, never was. I don't know, but like I would think that the player is kind of in charge. Like if you want to transfer, the coach don't necessarily have to help you. It's not like he's gonna. I don't know. I'm not saying like the coach like in is keeping it away from him, but like if you want to transfer, like you got to get your tape by yourself, big guy. If that makes right. sense, I don't know. But regardless, I mean that's that is not a good look at all. I mean, but I also, but also, so if it's just team. one, but if it's just one player that said that, like, don't you think more people would come out and be like, yo, Dion's not let me get my, right. I don't You're know, right. because then I seen a post where one of the players that was transferring, he. He quoted like the conversation him and Dion said, and Dion was like, "You know, you're this height, this size. You're not going to have any trouble, you know, having another school pick you up." And like, I wish you the best of luck. It's just not here. 
And then I seen a lot of comments under that. It was like, I would love a coach to be like that instead of like beat around the bush. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then, and then yeah. a lot of people respected him for saying that. Like, look, you're you're a big size kid. You know, I wish the best of luck. It's just not going to be here. And, and then and he was like, and then I think even the player was like, and I was like, I respected him for that. I forgot what player, but I'm I'm sure a lot of people seen it. I'm like, I like you know, I would rather somebody just tell me straight up like. I like you, but I mean, you'll be fine wherever you go. It, you just need to go find somewhere else. Like that, it's real. It's a part of it. I, I agree. I mean, you know, like the fact of the matter is, Colorado won one game last year. You know, yeah. so they're not they're not going to win a lot with the guys coming back. I mean, they're just they're just not. You know, and and you got to look at it from a business standpoint too. Like he's there, Dion's there to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. And his job is to put the best players out on the field. You know what I mean? Like if if you don't have the best players there to put out on the field, like, you know, that's your job to try and fix that. And he's doing that. And, you know, I, I think that he's kind of been looked at as a villain, but like you said, you know, I would much rather have a coach sit down and tell me that rather than just beating around the bush and, you know, me yeah. sitting there at, you know, not playing, but they're still hyping me up like, Oh, like, you know, you, your time will come, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, exactly. Never kind of like, yeah, I agree with you. I tell you the question that I've had through all this, you know, looking at, you know, this huge mass of players transferring, do you all think that maybe like, you know, over the next few years, like with the transfer portal, do you think we'll see players that maybe, you know, all come together and decide to transfer as a way to like protest coach changes or program changes or you know anything like that? Because that's what I thought of when I thought of this. Like you see them, you see them transfer like in a wave, like all together. Yeah, I don't I know, mean, man. Don't the only know reason why that. I don't is just because there's money tied to it now with NIL. So I think I think it was either Tyler or I forgot who said it, but it's more of like me, not we anymore. So yeah. like, yeah, you know, a group of them may you know be frustrated about what's going on with the program, but. I think now these players have to think about the money that's tied to it and their families and stuff. So I, I don't know. I think I think just the money's going to play too much of a role for everybody to kind of, in a way, uh, take like a strike type of. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. I mean, I can see both sides of it, though. I mean, I think that's a really good point that you bring up. It's, and like, and it could be that like, you know, after this, the this finally, like, kind of wakes the NCAA up, and they say, okay, it's the Wild Wild West out here. We've <laughs> got to put some regulations on the transfer portal. We've got to do something. There will be, but, I mean, I mean, I don't know when, but <clears throat> I feel like as sooner or later there will be some uh, regulations. I'm sure they're, they're already starting to work on it and put it up. <laughs> and I'm sure that as far as the NIL deal, you know, they'll try to maybe work on that too. Because I mean, you're going you're going to get to the point now where teams are going to be tampering mid season almost. Oh uh, yeah, I mean they already do. There's yeah, I mean, I mean it's already it's already happens now. Yeah. But like now, right. like, You can almost open like, hey, look at this, look at this money I got. It could be for you, and you know, I mean, I know if I was offered a lot of money, I wouldn't care about my future. I'm taking the money now. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Especially, I mean, with football, you don't know if you're going to have a future or necessarily a good one just from an injury standpoint. I mean, yeah, get that bag now, my guy. Exactly. Especially since that, like I said, with football, man, it's such a 
contact sport, I mean, you you don't know. I mean, you think that, you know, everything will be fine, but you got to take that money, man. I wonder with NIL if there's not going to be this rush to almost make it to the pros, if that makes sense. Like, cause you're, like kids stay, stay in longer? Yeah, like, because, yeah. you know, if they hear, like, you know, potential third, fourth, you know, maybe they might try to go because of injuries. But now you can kind of stay in college and be like, still make money and try to work. Oh, like, yeah. maybe it's more of a motivational factor to do. Oh, I can definitely see that. I say, I think you, you'll see that with football and basketball, that players are want to going to, you know, they're going to stay in college a lot longer because some of these kids are going to make more money in high school than would in the pros as crazy. I mean, not in, uh, not in high school. Uh, they'll be making more money in college than they would in the pros. I know that well, sounds I mean, crazy to think about, but. No, nah, I don't think it's crazy because, I mean, real. I mean, the NFL, I mean, it stands for not for long. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the average, like, length in the NFL is, like, I don't know, two years or something. Yeah. So, oh, I, I mean, three years. Eight, even from a basketball standpoint, I mean, some of these kids are going to be making more money in college than in, than in the NBA. I will say the NIL, I think, has helped college basketball in the fact that because players... It's going to keep talent. Well, yeah, because they were starting to go to the G League because they're like, well, I can make money or go overseas and make money. Yeah, and, and nobody so, watches them. You know what I mean? Yeah, Nobody's watching. Right. So, you know. honestly, the NIL, I feel like, is going to help college basketball. For sure. Which is, which is cool. Yeah. So going, kind of segwaying off of that, let's kind of go through, um, preview the SEC. The only conference um, that matters in football. And we'll we'll give our dark horse picks, too. We can do dark horse. Do you all want to do dark horse for the East and West or just overall? Let's just do overall. Okay. Um, Brendan, do you want to start out? I will start out. So, you know. The SEC is obviously, you know, a powerhouse in football. You know, you've got Alabama, you've got Georgia, um, LSU's on the come up. Um, but for me, the dark horse for me this year is it's got to be Ole Miss, you know. And to me, it is because of one player, and that is Spencer Sanders. I think Spencer Sanders is a phenomenal quarterback. Um, he proved that with his time at was it Oklahoma State that he was at. Before this, yeah, yeah. Oklahoma yeah. State, yeah. So you know, had a great tenure there. Um, you know, I really was hoping that Kentucky was going to get him in the transfer portal, but um, I do think he fits with the Ole Miss system pretty well. You know, he's got great legs; he can throw. Um, he is just a dual threat quarterback, and I just think he's electric. I think he's. Um, He's exactly the kind of player that they're looking for and that they need to kind of take him to that next level. And, you know, and I'm not saying that, like, Ole Miss are going to be the the best team in the SEC, but I definitely think they're going to be uh, making headway. Weave, what are you thinking? Well, you know, I was kind of hoping that we would let, you know, leave, you know, leave the best for last. You know what I'm saying? Because there's <laughs> That's only what we're doing. That's why I'm going last. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something. Hey, there's only one cowboy at this rodeo. All right, and I'm here to tell you <laughs> that here down in Athens, Georgia, there is no rebuilding, my friends. It is only reloading. <laughs> this ain't nobody stuffing this train. So y'all might as well 
hold up, get your tickets, and hop on this train because it's going to be a long ride. We're here to stay. We're kicking ass and taking names, okay? Because Georgia <laughs> Bulldogs run the SEC right so now. Do you think it's going to be a Georgia three-peat? Georgia three-peat? Yeah. It's going to be a Georgia three-peat. The last three-peat <laughs> in college football, my friends. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you all wait a minute. Think about it. Those who are listening, think about it. Who was the last college football team to three-peat? I'll give you all a second. I'm here to tell you it was Minnesota Golden Gophers. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know. The Golden Gophers. <laughs> Listen, like Macho Man Randy Savage once said, I'm the tower of power, too sweet to be sour. Let's go, Kirby. And God, I believe in that man. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, yeah, I don't see. I, uh, I personally don't see anybody taking it away from Georgia. I think Alabama right now, I heard that, well, I think it was you, Weaver, somebody said it about Bama, that their mobile quarterback uh, leaving, so Absolutely. I don't know. Well, yeah. I, I saw that the Notre Dame quarterback, there was one that was thinking about transferring, and he was looking at Bama as a potential, and so I'm guessing that QB for Bama is like, he's like, doesn't want it, and you think I'm scared of some quarterback from Notre Dame? Come on, get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> and um, Tennessee's lost a lot of players. I mean, I, we just saw three of them get drafted in the third round. So, I mean, you're talking about Hooker, High, and Tillman all gone. Um, I'll be kind of anxious to see how they recoup from that. I mean, I know they got some players coming in, but I mean. Listen, I just – who is it going to be? You know, who is it going to be? This we, is, the Steelers just picked uh, Darnell. You shut your mouth. I'm behind. I wanted to see it for myself. <laughs> Jeez, I want to see it for myself. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Tyler is the worst about ruining things. <laughs> <laughs> he is the absolute worst. 2021. Oh my god, I'm so happy. Dude, I'm about to be a Pittsburgh fan. George Pickens and Darnell. Oh um, What about the Eagles? Look at this man. Look at this. And it, that lady, I don't know who she is, but I like her too. But it's like, oh man. Then look look at this guy. LeBron right there. I if for those what you know listening, I'm watching his highlights right now. <laughs> for those listening. <laughs> I'm watching his highlights. Man, but going back to Tyler ruining things. Georgia <laughs> won that uh, the first championship years ago. <laughs> I'm, it was right before Keely Ringo picked Bryce Young off, <laughs> and I just get a FaceTime from Tyler, and he's like screaming. He's like, "We you did it! They did it!" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> what the that, ain't, that ain't my fault. Take it up with the freaking what was that on? Would you watch it on ABC? Take it out with them. It ain't my I'm, fault. Well, it's on ABC. Is this where the game's? But I don't know. Maybe maybe my stuff is slow. Who knows? The Warriors yeah, lost. I, I do have a tendency. I don't mean to. I, I just got excited for you, Weed, because I know it was your first title. Yeah. Couldn't help it. Now, that, the other times I have no excuse. But that first time, that was I, – I couldn't help it. I couldn't contain my I'm time. so happy right now. So, why are y'all watching the draft? The uh... – the Warriors just lost, and I, I am so I happy. Hey, I am too. 
I, oh, I, God, I hope they lose. Shut your mouth. Get Listen, the Warriors out of here. Game seven in Sacramento. It's over. I mean, it's got to be a wrap. I, man, I know last episode we all had our, like, picks. And I think all y'all said like the beam, and I was sticking with. But I just felt like they want. I mean, Golden State, I think, could win another road game. Is it hard to ask a championship caliber team to win 15 road games in one year? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, man. They, they hey, they, do, y'all, do y'all want tickets? I'm going to pull up here and see if I can find some tickets. Let's go to Sacramento and watch game seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love to. No, I, I'll do you one better. Not only are we going to go, but we're actually going to be the ones that light the beam whenever they win it. Let's see. I'll pull up the prices. Uh, look at that. Right, y'all, y'all continue talking. I'm going to look at the price. I, I'm, I am curious to see what the I, we're, we're sticking with college football, and I'm looking at Kirby kissing that mighty pretty trophy <laughs> there. And, and Tyler, we're, we're still waiting on your uh, dark horse pick. Okay, so – I can I can multitask. So first off, I do not believe that Kentucky is going to have a very good year. The O line is just it's not there yet. I think we'll we'll be better, especially with Cohen there. Like you know, but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to guess seven and five for Kentucky. I do think I mean Georgia. It, especially after hearing that you know Alabama's kind of struggled a little bit with their quarterback situation, I think Georgia's in pretty good, you know, pretty good chances to win the SEC again. I'm going to guess it's probably going to be Georgia and LSU when it's all said and done. But um, my dark horse, oh LSU, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, my dark horse, I'm going to say Arkansas, and my reasoning for that, I like Arkansas. I, I like Arkansas too. Well, my, my reason, they looked good last year. Yeah. To, to, to me, they probably have the top returning quarterback like within the conference in KJ Jefferson, and they've That's also fair, got yeah. one of the best best running backs in Rocket Sanders too. And his name is freaking awesome. That um, yeah, I like that. I like that pick. I will be, I will say this. Um, as far as the regular season goes for Georgia, I think we can. I mean, our schedule this year is pretty. It's really easy, but. Um, which is not always the case. We were supposed to play Oklahoma this year for the first game, and the SEC said, they're coming to our conference. Let's wait on that matchup. So it's not our fault. We have to play like Murray State. I don't know who it is, but somebody. But I will say Georgia does not fare well in SEC championship games. So I can see <laughs> us winning You know, the regular season, going undefeated, slipping up in the SEC championship, and then winning the title. I mean, we've done that before. I, I think Kirby's like two and four, two and five, or something like that, or in the SEC championship game. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, so I, I, I think it could easily happen uh, as far as somebody else won the conference. But you know what? I'm I'm not I'm not here to be humble. We're winning it all. We're not losing. Whatever. So, what I'm not here to be humble. I, I like don't know that. what that means. I don't know what that means. It sounds good, though. <laughs> Do you all want to hear? Just take a guess what you think the cheapest price for a ticket is. It's nosebleed, obviously. And dollars. I think, isn't it like 220 or something like that? Probably about 400 if I had to guess. 
Seven, okay. It's a tie. Yeah, it's 389. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's up from what it was the other day. When I looked the other day, it was like 220, 230. Well, that's because I guess they didn't know if it was necessary or not. Well, they got to have enough money to power the what? beam, though. That's, what, do you that's think the, what do you think the beam runs on? Like, what kind of energy? Glizzy's sweat of Malik Monk. <laughs> Did you say Glizzy's weave? Yeah. <laughs> they run on the power of Glizzy's. We can see it courtside for uh, $1,500. Say less. Done deal. Let's go. I'd, be d- I'd be down for that. So Who here, here, pay rent. We just watch the game. He said music pay rent. <laughs> I wear my Hawks jersey. You know? It's for Kevin Huerta. All right. Huerta. Speaking, speaking of the Hawks, let's jump into some NBA. Um, you know, talking about the You're uh, welcome for the second Kings. <laughs> Talking about the Kings, you know, I'm glad that they won this game six. You know, I'm I'm really happy. I feel really good about a game seven on their turf. Um, it doesn't look like the finger is uh, hurting Darren Fox anymore, which I'm happy to hear. Oh, he got the happy shot for sure in that finger. He don't feel that. He's not. I heard that. I heard it was hurting him in game five though. Yeah, yeah. I, he got he got it slapped or like Darren, which I mean it's gonna happen during the yeah. basketball game. Like you're obviously you know. But, yeah, he definitely got the happy shot in that finger. He doesn't even know what's going on, so it's cool. So, Weave, are you disappointed that your Hawks lost to the Celtics? You know, not really. Um, They give good effort. Yeah, and I will say, I'll I'll be honest, um, we were good in game six until the last two minutes, and I don't know what happened to our defense. I mean, I was watching the draft, but I was kind of watching the game on my phone too. And there was a couple times we just we just left guys open at the three point line, and Celtics like hit back to back threes on us. And I was like, "Well, that girl, there goes that." So I thought if we could have, you know, won that game, I thought we had a lot of momentum. Um, if we win the game seven, I think Celtics would have been sweating a little bit. So um, also to believe Janet Jackson, you know, sorry for for the Hawks, you know, ruining your concert on a Thursday. So I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Yeah. Ooh, you know what's crazy about I that? They moved it today. You. They moved their con- concert for today uh in the Mercedes Benz or in the Hawks Stadium. The same time that Taylor Swift is in Atlanta in Mercedes Benz right now. So downtown Atlanta is going absolute nuts right now probably. <laughs> So, but yeah, I'm not too mad about it. I mean, we we need another score. We need a we need a wing defender that can score. So I think it was your biggest problem. You, you didn't really, which I mean, that's a lot of problems for people. You didn't really have an answer for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I'll be honest, you know, Jason Tatum is one of those guys. Like, even though I'm not saying he didn't cook the Hawks, but like. He's one of those guys, like, he's a really great player, but I don't fear him. Like, like you see Jason Tatum, it's like, oh, Jason Tatum, that's, yeah, I mean, he's going to be tough to guard, but you, you don't really fear the guy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's going to put up numbers, but he's also potential to put up 100 turns playoff series, or, you know, the postseason, so. So, can I have your all's permission to have my Bucks rant now? Yeah, go ahead, man. Hey, this is a free space. space. Go ahead. Safe space. So, go ahead. 
<laughs> you know, the Bucks had a very good regular season. You know, I mean, it. You know, we went on a couple. You know, long stretches of winning games. Um, you know, there were a few turbulent parts of the season, but you know, overall, it was a really good season. Like I felt good about it. And then we enter this series. You know, Giannis gets hurt game one. And I know, I'm like, you know, that's going to be trouble. But I didn't think too much of it. You know, we lose game one, which is not a big deal. That's happened before to us. You know, the Bucks are a team. Like, it takes us a while to get into our rhythm. But once we get into it, we're very hard to stop. Um, But I don't know. Just something about this series, just nothing clicked for us. Um, Even when Giannis came back, you know, he would, he would put up big numbers. But it just... It just wouldn't really amount to anything. You know, it never felt like we were locked in on defense. Um, Chris Middleton, overall, I think, had a pretty good series, you know, considering his his injuries throughout the year and the fact that he hasn't really been able to play that much. You know, he had a few up-and-down spots. But, you know, overall, I think he had a decent series. You know, Drew Holiday had kind of an iffy series. You know, not terrible, but, you know, I wish we could have seen more from him. You know, I think he's a really good contributor and, you know, at his best, he's, you know, one of the best point guards in the league. Um, Brooke Lopez, I, I really liked his production during this series. Uh, you know, I, I thought he made uh, big plays when he needed to. Um, he had big games when he needed to. Um, but, you know, Bobby Portis, again, I think played pretty good. You know, that's the thing. Like, everybody played pretty good, but even at that, we just weren't able to get it done. And a lot of it is because Jimmy Butler was just really good this series. I mean, he was Jimmy Buckets. The understatement of the century, pretty good. <laughs> he was he was Hemi Buckets this series. You know, he, he, hit some, he hit some shots that were pretty uh, crazy, a lot of circus shots. But um, – but also, it just felt like we just weren't locked in. It just felt like everybody was – nobody was on the same page, you know. And the person I probably blame most for losing this series is uh, Mike Bootenholder. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I'm not kidding. I think something needs to change because I like Coach Bud. I think he's a good coach, and he's really good at building teams up from the ground you know, teams that maybe aren't that good, he's good at making them good. But a team like this that's already good, he struggles because for some reason the man does not like to adapt. No. You know, he hates in-game adaptations. He just hates them. I don't understand what his what his problem with them are, but he, he just doesn't like it. I saw it when um, he was at the Hawks. It was terrible. Yeah, and, and like it just, you know, and that's fine like when you're just building the team up, but like, this is a championship level team that's been good for several years. You got to know by now what adjustments you need to make. And he just didn't make them. And you know, to be honest, you know, I I don't know if they should fire him or not. You know, I'm still kind of on the fence about that. You know, I I'll say this, I think he's in the hot seat and I think he needs to uh I think he really needs to show that he's willing to make some changes with how he runs the offense and the defense for that matter. Um, but you know, I, I don't really blame any of the players. It was just a bad series. It was just a bad series all, all the way around. You know, the heat played very, very good. Um, you know, it's embarrassing, you know, we're one seed. We were, you know, best record in the league. 
and you know to lose in the first round in five games is very embarrassing. You know, you know, Giannis talks about not calling this season a failure, and you know, and I agree with him in some ways about that. But at the same time, like you have to take accountability for this. You know, this may not have been a failure, but this wasn't a success. It was not a success. This was a disappointment. And you all need to go into the offseason and you need to be better. Giannis, you got to start hitting the free throws. No ifs, ands, or buts. Got to start hitting the free throws. He needs to go into the gym every day and shoot like 500 free throws. You know, and Brendan, you're not going to like what I'm about to say, but, you know, you, you blamed it on Coach Bud. And, and, and I partly, I, I, I can agree with that to an extent. I, I can understand that. But to me, like this, this falls on Giannis. I, I mean, it does. You can't, you cannot call yourself. Weave and I were talking about this yesterday. You cannot call yourself elite. And I mean, how many times have we seen Giannis just pee his pants at the free throw line in a you know close like valuable game like this? You know what I mean? And he did it with the Heat a few years ago when they played it, when they lost to him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the guy was 10 for 23 from the line. That's 43%. That's awesome. That is absolutely pathetic. There's no excuse for it. And I tell you, you know, he was throwing that ball around like a hot potato at the end of the game. Like, you, he didn't want to shoot it. He didn't want there, to take the last shot. There, there at, the, at that jump ball there at the very end, he threw it away because he was afraid to get fouled. You know, yeah, that's that's because how you he know knows. an opponent has gotten into your head when you make decisions like that. You know that was an awful pass and that was going nowhere. You know that cost us the game. And you know, you, you know, some people are like, well, you know, look at Shaq. Shaq was dominant. He didn't. Um, he never took the. You know, he was bad at free throws. Like, okay, but Shaq had Kobe. You yeah, you know what I mean. Like, he didn't. He didn't have to. And that that's a completely different like era of basketball. Too. It is. You know, like, I think we can all be in agreement. Giannis is similar to Shaq in the sense, like, you know, Giannis is the most dominant basketball player that we've seen since Shaq in, in the game. And, you know, I, I just – you, you got to be better than that. I mean, he, he's got to get that out of his head, like you said. I mean, I, I don't know what it takes. I mean, at this point, it's got to be all mental. But, you know, you're literally – you're supposed to be the the leader of this team and, you know, you're, you know, basically the face of the NBA, you know, and, and, and you're sitting there – you're afraid to take the last shot. Yeah. Just, I, I don't even know if it's really – I feel like some of it's in his head, but I also have seen Giannis drop 50 – to win a uh, to win a championship and going seventeen from nineteen from the free throw line, so we we know he can do it. Yeah, um, and it could it could be the heat too. Something with the heat. I don't know because, like I, I said, he did it a few years ago. Still in the heat. That, that's the third pun of the show. I've really stepped up my pun game this episode. <laughs> so yeah, you're going to sell down. You know, and also, do we blame? You know, Giannis and the Bucks from losing this game because it is, you know, for especially for all of our deer experts out there, it is antler losing season. So, deers around this time of the year lose their antlers. <laughs> so, that is true. 
So Ty says it like he knew that, and I guarantee he did. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, what are you calling Ty out for? Jeez, I'm but, just joking. But just to close out with with the whole bikes thing, you know, I'm disappointed no. with this season, but you know we'll be back. And I'm excited to see how next season goes. Yeah, I can't wait to y'all get uh, Ty Lue from the Clippers to be the head coach there. So, it'll be great. I like that. <laughs> I think a lot of people would like that. That would be great. All right, guys. Let's, let's close out the episode with our picks for uh, who's going to come out of the West and who's going to come out of the East. Um, you said quick, but I have to think about it, okay, because I don't freaking know. Honestly, oh, well, I'll go first then. All right, I got it. I so, got it. I think I think in the West, I I think the Suns are going to come out of the West, and then in the East, I I think it's the Celtics. I think the Celtics are coming out of the East. I'm a. I think the Celtics come out in the East. Uh, the West, honestly, it depends on if the Warriors win the series. I think if the Warriors win the series. Unfortunately, I think they will probably come out of the West. If they lose, I have no idea. It's hard. I feel like it's hard to pick the Suns. I want to pick them, but I don't know. I, 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 don't, I think the Warriors are Suns. I know that's not like an actual pick. but I, I, I kind of agree with the, like, the Warriors they win, but I'm going with the Battle of the Big Mans, and that is Team Joker. Versus trust the process. I'm going Denver in 76. Wow. So, and we would never get there. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We. What did you just say? Uh, you heard me. I said it. I said it. <laughs> See, you heard me. Yeah. That's Ten toes said. down. That's my chest is out. Denver and 76ers. Right. That's who I said you made fun of me. You said, <laughs> and I quote, "That's crazy. This guy's going to be wrong on both sides." You know what? I I did some research. I talked to some people. Talk you to talked people. to some people. You heard me. I did some fasting and I spoke <laughs> to some monks, and they told me this was was going to happen. So uh, it, it you, came to him in a dream. It you is. just don't want to admit that old Bushy over here knows what he's talking about. Uh, Tyler smells like feet. So I'm right. You you just stole my picks. Uh, look it up. Look it up. Well, that's – I mean, there ain't nothing really to say because that was that's who I picked. I was still sticking with my, with my gut. But. And after Denver wins the championship, that's right, I said it. We have the new best player in the world conversation. Oh, oh my God. You, there's no way. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Again, the chest is out. My head is up high. Both, all ten toes are on the ground. We'll save this for another episode because I got some thoughts about that. There's no way. If he wins, you got to put him in that conversation. Hey, I said what I said. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's a great way to wrap up. <laughs> yeah. I, has anybody I, checked on the draft? I haven't seen. Hey, uh, uh, the Lions drafted a defensive tackle from WK Utah. Go Tops. Yeah. Oh my, uh, my hometown. Speaking of, because I forgot to do this, I, I messaged him right when we started the episode and I told him I was going to. Uh, Brady, to my cousin Brady, 
he was upset about the Lions drafting Jack Campbell yesterday. And I said, I think on the third episode, that he was my sleeper um, for the draft. Talked about how um, good of a player I thought he was, especially in the um, rush defense. And, you know, just kind of has a nose for the ball. But I think, I think all things considered, I mean, now granted, I don't understand the running back pick, but, you know, I think that was a good pick at linebacker, and then I think that uh, Hendon Hooker has potential to be a good pick as well. So he will be. I just want to throw that in there just because I told him I was going to call, uh, give him a shout out on the episode. He will be the greatest backup quarterback to ever play the game. So, well, <laughs> he's still going to make a lot of money. I'd take that. Hey, yeah. you know, people say it's a bad thing. I'd do it. I would have loved to have been Tom Brady's backup. <laughs> that would have been that great. Be the best job in the world. And absolutely, you have you don't have to do diddly squat. So, and you got six rings, and, exactly, and you've got rings to go with it. Um, Whatever well, you have it, people. All right, Tell well, you want to close us out? All right, guys. Well, so we've kind of talked about a little bit of everything today. I thought this was a pretty good episode. You know, Brendan got to hash out his you know feelings over the Bucks. I was able to about the. Um, Will Levis situation, and then you know Ty obviously happy about Lamar, Raven swap, um, and then Weaver you know obviously was not happy about Darnell, but I think I think he's happy now that he finally got drafted. So pretty good episode. Just uh, continue to um, listen to to the pod. Give us a follow. Um, follow us on uh, Twitter. I think is it just at the Dagger Sports Pod it's at the Dagger Cast Dagger Cast on Twitter. On Twitter. It's- at the Dagger Cast. So if you follow me or anybody else, I retweet it all the time. I'll try and uh, put it on my Instagram too. So give us a follow. Make sure to listen to the third episode from this week, previewing the draft, and then you know you we'll go, try and go get... back and re-listen to all the episodes. Yeah, all yeah, of them. Yeah, 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 all of them. You know, we're going to try and get this one edited and up and running as as quick as we can, and we're we're still going strong, fellas. And so. then. Don't forget, Instagram is at the Dagger Sports co- Sports Pod. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about the Instagram. Yeah, follow so that check too. It out. Um, and then you know we're we're, we're going to be on uh, Apple and Spotify. Um, so just be sure to give us a listen, guys. And don't forget to follow us at MySpace at Sports Dog. Whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be able to find that one, but you just got to look. <laughs> you just got to look. <laughs> All right, guys, I I think that's a wrap. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. (laughs) There you have it. Till next time. All right.